In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today we come to Zacchaeus Sunday, and also the celebration of our ecumenical teachers, the three great holy hierarchs, Basil the Great, Gregory the Theologian, and John Chrysostom. And as I was contemplating and thinking about what is it that uh, I wanted to preach on, not on Zacchaeus necessarily the same way that I've preached before, but I came upon me that zeal, Christian zeal, is what ties two of these stories today, today together. And what is it that Christian zeal can do for us? Is zeal a good thing? Or does our excitement get in the way? I hope to answer this today. St. Theophan the Recluse talks a great deal to his spiritual children, that great uh, spiritual guide of the Russian people during his time, and he talks a great deal about how to properly have Christian zeal and how to have a spiritual zeal that does not fade or go with the winds of the times and of our own emotions. And he says that spiritual zeal is the giving over of our energy to the pleasing of God and the salvation of our soul. So zeal for him is not something simply just excitement or our own emotional investment, but rather it's of our seeking what will please our God. And in this way, we begin to save our souls. And this is what he defines as good Christian zeal. And when we do this, we pay attention to our conscience and we listen to its words and all of our other concerns, all of our other desires then take on their proper place. We can have zeal for other things, but they will, take, they will not take over all of our energy that we can give over to God. Another great teacher of our modern era, Metropolitan Anthony of Saruz, he was thinking and contemplating what does it mean to be a Christian. And he says, in the world in which we live today, we must be Christians on Christ's own terms. Christ stands in the midst of the mystery of sacrificial love. And so it is not a matter of our focusing ourselves into some sort of submissive obedience to his commandments in the abstract. It is a matter of understanding what God we have, what we are as mankind, and what is our privilege and our vocation. So he says that we must ask ourselves instead, with regard to this vision of God and this vision of mankind, who am I? And what is it that in my concrete situation I can do or should do to in order to be faithful to the vocation that God has given me? So these questions are the ones that I want to bring to us today on this blessed day where we remember Zacchaeus' own zeal and the zeal of our uh, forebears in the faith who had great zeal for one of the hierarchs. And they had great debates and, you could say, verbal battles with one another of who is the greatest, who gives God the most glory. So zeal, perhaps, in both cases, we'll see, was a zeal that was not fully mature, but God was able to use this. Zacchaeus, what did he know when he climbed that tree? He knew almost nothing. He knew that there was a crowd. He knew that there were people who were following some man named Jesus, and he knew that, I want to see him. Zacchaeus didn't really have any other thought in his mind. He didn't have any other thought of 
thinking of what it would look like for this tax collector, this man of the upper echelons, to climb a tree above the crowds and be able to see who this was that the crowds were following. So Zacchaeus had zeal, a zeal that purified all of his intentions, though they were still immature intentions. And what did this lead him to? It led him to the full knowledge of what it is that he needed to do to be saved. Christ noticed him in the tree, noticed his zeal, and said, today I'm coming to your house. Today I am coming here. And when that blessed dinner and meal happened, Zacchaeus' life was changed. He found repentance. And he gave up all that he had defrauded others, and more so. And in that way, his zeal became mature, and he had zeal for repentance, to know God and to follow him and to find his salvation. St. Gregory says that we need to be like Zacchaeus. He even says it in a funny way. He says we can be a Zacchaeus. We can be just like him. We can become what Zacchaeus became on that day, one full of zeal and one who saw with a pure intention what he needed to do because of that zeal. St. Gregory says that he leaves simply everything that is according to the lowly letter of the law behind. From the law's words and promises, however, he proves and demonstrates that Jesus is the Christ, the only begotten Son of God. He makes amends. Zacchaeus makes amends. Many times over by attending to the needs of many believers and leading many unbelievers to faith in Christ. This is why we remember him every year just as we're about to, in earnest, make our preparations for great and holy Lent. But the lesson that Zacchaeus gives us is that lesson where we can turn our sights in pure intention, just wanting to know Christ. This is all Zacchaeus wanted to do, was see Christ. And this led him to have a great change of who he was. It is clear that Zacchaeus had this desire. And St. Gregory emphasizes that Though Zacchaeus had this desire, it is Christ who speaks to him first. Christ notices the zeal that he had and the uncaring that he had for what those around him may have thought and said and maybe even laughed at him for. But Christ recognizes this and opens up his worldly eyes and reveals himself to Zacchaeus. The main thrust, the main point of Palamas' teaching that we can become Zacchaeus, is that Christ sees into the desire of our heart when we have this kind of fervent desire to see Christ. He sees it and then he honors it. Even though we may be held fast by things contrary to Christ's way, Christ sees our zeal, sees what we truly desire, and he comes and he speaks to us, and he comes and draws us in. It is Zacchaeus' zeal to see the Lord that makes him climb that tree and that causes Christ to see him, notice him, and say, today I am coming to your house. So when Zacchaeus sees this, he saw the promise being fulfilled in practice, the promise of the law that he knew. He rejoiced at being with the one he longed for and was already tasting of incorruptible graces from the font. St. Gregory says, by being recognized, he began to taste of that salvation. 
And this taste makes him quickly change his ways and give away his goods. And that maturity, that perhaps first immature zeal with just the simple desire is purified and he becomes different. Zeal, even ignorantly or seemingly ignorant idol zeal, one that simply causes us to just look for Christ somehow. Maybe it's an imperfect way that we're looking for him, but that Christ can use and set us on the right path. Spiritual zeal leads us to let go of our pride and cling to Christ. The zeal for Christ can take on many different forms. And from the low, searching impulse of Zacchaeus or that led him to discover repentance and to change his ways, or it can be a zeal already for the things of the Lord, some knowledge of him, like the heated debate among who among the saints is the greatest. Which we remember today, oddly enough, as one of the big feasts of our church. We remember that the people had such great zeal for the things of the Lord that they fought one another to find who was the greatest before the throne room of God. It's a little bit amusing because some people were telling them, they think, I think Basil's the best, or Gregory's the best, or John Chrysostom for his holy words and his opening up of Scripture. Even that zeal for the things of the Lord can be misplaced, but Christ can use them if we have that. That warmth of heart for God. Christ can use this. And indeed, he does use this. And now we have this great feast where we remember all three together and how they have been glorified by God and that God uses them. We all sometimes have our greatest teacher that we lean on, the one that we honor, the one that we love. And Christ uses that zeal to guide us deeper into knowledge of him and the glory that he shares and gives to his saints. But we won't see this if we don't have that first zeal, that warmth of trying to follow Christ, trying to see him, trying to seek him. This is that spiritual zeal that is so important for our spiritual lives. Without that zeal, it's so easy to simply go through the motions, to say the words, and not know Christ. But zeal helps us to recognize Christ in the words that we say day in, day out, that we may have memorized. So how do we have and cultivate this zeal for the work of the Lord and to know him? Many people begin with that simple curiosity like Zacchaeus. There's not a commitment there yet, but Christ notices that and he calls us forth and we have that spark planted in us. We hear Christ's words. So we may be able to simply begin by curiosity to know the Lord. Some of us begin out of fear that we may lose ourselves to our own passions or our own sins of the world that have implanted us. And so we follow Christ and we see that he is better, that he can guide us to a better place. And so out of fear for our own ways that we will mislead ourselves, we follow Christ. And from this, Christ will recognize and know and that when we begin to obey God, we know that we don't know best, but he knows best. And we have a zeal for knowing what his best way is. And we seek that. So here's another way. Both of these ways can grow into joy and true warmth of heart that can be kindled inside of our hearts. This is what St. Theophan says is Christian zeal. Joy in following God. That is, 
the zeal that, of faith that we Christians have, this becomes a sign of our love for our Savior. Zeal and love become closely tied together. And we don't waffle about when we have this kind of zeal begin to come as an act of grace in our life as we pursue Christ. Zeal of this kind is a lasered focus on the needs of our own salvation. We begin to know what it is that we need to do to pursue Christ and find salvation. So my brothers and sisters, cultivate holy, spiritual, and sobering zeal. This is what we're called to. It is not excitement. It is not simply being happy about what is going on, but having a joy in the things that God has given and is working with us. When we cultivate this, this zeal pays no attention to distractions that can rob us of the peace of Christ. It gives us focus on God's ways, and then we become changed like Zacchaeus was changed. We become led to glory in the things of Christ, just as the misplaced people of old of our Christian brothers and sisters may have had misplaced zeal simply for the saints in finding that, but God glorified his saints and showed us that we can learn from each and every one of them how to love him. If we do not have this zeal, we may become unstable or wafting from excitement to depression, excitement to depression, but when we have this zeal, we are able to make the step that Zacchaeus did and hear that wor the words and repeat the words that Zacchaeus had. Today, I give up what I have and return all that I have defrauded, all that I have misused, and I follow you, Christ. Christ will notice this, and he walks with us and reveals his glory to us who are expectantly waiting to see him, perhaps climbed up in a tree, perhaps looking and gazing and not knowing where exactly or when he will reveal himself, but it will happen. We will hear him say, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, today salvation has come to you. Today you are a son of Abraham and an inheritor of the promise of God. Come, follow me. This is the great gift of Christian zeal that we can have in our life, to have a joyful walk of salvation in my life he, right here and right now with our Lord. We simply need to look for him and then ask him what comes next. And Christ will reveal himself to us and we will be able to follow him and become who he has created us to be. Those who love him and he loves us in return, what more could we ask for? This is salvation come to us today. Amen.